when's the last time you were able to network with your peers in the healthcare industry? Well, now is your chance. Join us this April with over a thousand executives at Becker's 13th annual meeting to hear C-suite discussions around consumerism, the nursing workforce, value-based care, and a lot more. You can register using the link in the description. We hope to see you there. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Craig Richardville, Chief Digital and Information Officer at Intermountain Health. Craig, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, Laura. Glad to be here. Now, I know you've been with us in the past, and really, it's always awesome to hear from you. You've got such great insights and expertise. But for those of our listeners who are just jumping in on this episode, can you tell a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, you're way too kind with your uh, compliments, but uh, I'll take everyone I can get. Uh, in terms of the background, so I've been at Intermountain Health now for a year. Uh, prior to that, I was several years at SCL Health and same role, Chief Digital and Information Officer. Before that, 20 years at Atrium Health, where I was the Chief Information and Analytics Officer, and I began my career with ProMedica Health out of the Midwest. Absolutely. So a lot of experience coming into this role you have now at Intermountain. And when you think about everything that we've been through over the last few years in terms of the pandemic and then last year, so many different things happening with the economy, what are you looking at today as being some of the big issues that you're following in healthcare and things that are really top of mind for you? Well, personally, uh, and also professionally, for most of us, it's really time management. You know, how do we find the time to be able to spend on some of the uh, challenges and some of the opportunities that are in healthcare uh, that continue to change uh, really almost every week, if not uh, every month, and, and, and the process of finding the time to spend on this. And, and we all have to kind of do that whole work-life balance, but I enjoy uh, the work that I do, and hopefully most of the audience does as well. So it's, it's not really a struggle to shift some of that time, but really time management is uh, the number one thing for me and, and probably many of my colleagues. More specifically, professionally, though, it's really expense management. You know, we've seen a lot of change within our labor, with labor rates, labor shortages, uh, the supplies that we purchase, supply chain in terms of availability and planning. So a lot of things around what our core business is and some of our cost structure is really being challenged. And, and how do we go ahead and try to move ourselves toward moving those challenges into opportunities? And some of the things that we're doing and leading the industry is really looking at building a couple of things. One is a digital workforce. How do we truly digitize some of the work that we do, uh, removing some of the uh, lower level um, tasks that are done, possibly changing processes or eliminating processes altogether where possible. Uh, much of that will come in through the use of artificial intelligence. You see it in everything else that we do in many parts of our life even as easy and as simple as the GPS system in your car, it really redirects you and provides you the best place or the best plan to get from point A to point B, pending all the different requirements that you have. Those are things that we need to bring into healthcare. And this is not only what we all have started a few years ago on the back end. So things within um, accounts payable, supply chain, IT, help desk, HR, but really start moving that towards the front end delivery process for our caregivers and provide them that relief. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And I can imagine too, when you're thinking about how some of these expense management workforce and labor and how artificial intelligence can really support 
your teams, you come across a lot of different potential solutions. And, and when you think about what's you know going to work best for Intermountain, how do you select or, or narrow down your options and then really move forward with some of the, the different um, opportunities that you have given the I know challenging economic environment as well as you know the need to, to boost the workforce and really support the teammates that you have? Yeah, you know, Laura, in most cases, it's really not just a, um, you know, a template that you can just kind of lift and shift or lay on top of something. It's, it's very situational. So you really need to start using your data and start breaking things down into segments of work, segments of the population, segments of your workforce, and start to really be very personalized with a lot of the work that's going into play. It doesn't mean that you, you're going to have different solutions for a lot of these different things. It's just how you implement and how you change some of the processes might be unique uh, in one area uh, for one certain population versus a similar area, maybe in a, in a different population where you're talking about things that are uh, more geographically based. So uh, things that are more rural versus urban or things that are acute versus ambulatory and focus a lot really on some of the self-service pieces of what we do. How can we take what I would say is probably the most underutilized resource in healthcare is the patient themselves and give them the tools in their pocket, at home, on their laptop, and whatever mechanism that he or she prefers to allow them to do that work. You see that in financial services where we are paying bills. Some of the most lowest level uh, tasks that were done in the past by humans are now all done you know, with your phone or depositing checks. And, and really kind of take that same concept and bring some of that over into healthcare. So when people are looking at uh, scheduling appointments or finding access to care, or really trying to navigate through journeys, how do we take the intelligence that has been built within our labor force and move that uh, into your pocket, move that into a device by using some of the digital applications um, that we're developing? That's amazing. And, you know, really it speaks to some of the advancements and then your focus on the patient experience, patient care, in addition to easing those burdens on the staff and in the clinicians as well. Now, when you look into the next year, what are you most excited about and what makes you nervous? Uh, great question. So in terms of excitement, it really is just kind of the continuing advancement of some of the things that we've been doing the last several years, focusing upon data uh, accumulating uh, as much data as possible, uh, making uh, sense out of the data, applying that toward our processes and our people, and also on the digital space. Uh, you know, we break digital into patients and consumers as being one bucket. Uh, we paste digital into caregivers and employees that we talked about before in terms of a digital workforce, but also in terms of therapeutics and delivery models. How can we digitize uh, that work as well? So data and digital to me are the two things that I'm most excited about. Uh, in terms of nervous, I, I don't really get that kind of nervous. Um, I get excited. So when things come as opposed to creating anxiety, it kind of starts getting my mind churning as well as many that I work with. So how do we really start to uh, take some of this adrenaline that's being built and accelerate the work that we're doing? You know, part of what we're doing is really developing a new culture, you know, a culture that focuses upon acceleration, about contributions, uh, time value to, um, uh, to the contributions. So how quickly can we get things done, time to value? 
and really the, the, the mode of operation around our investments. Uh, so whether we're talking about resource commitments, how much change can people handle at one time? Those are all pieces that really we need to start to create opportunities around those aspects so that we can focus on the things that are the most important. And no more do we have the luxury of three and five year paybacks and returns. You know, the market and the industry are changing so fast. We're looking at things that have 12 months or less returns because the way it looks today might be different in six months or in a year, or certainly in two or three years. We just can't predict that far out with all the changes that has happened in the last few years. We have to be as agile as possible for the future so we can go ahead and make a left turn instead of a right or lift and shift or pivot uh, where possible as our environment changes. That is really key, it seems like, to having a successful organization today, having that quick and speed and nimbleness, um, especially in healthcare. I know that has not always been the case. And then I know, too, you also mentioned some of the culture shifts that your team is going through to, to really make sure that you know, you're able to deliver on what is needed. What's it like you know, leading some of those cultural changes and, and um, how are you able to effectively bring your team along with you? Yeah, I think it's great. You know, not only um, many of us teachers, but we're also students and we continue to learn. But having the diversity of thought, you know, both what's happening with inside your system, but also outside of your system. And I would also take that to be certainly outside of the industry. How do we get as many ideas into the pipeline as possible and start to categorize those and bring those together? You know, when you look at some of the assessments that we've done, you know, and historically, um, healthcare may not be the fastest to making decisions. Well, now we need to make quick assessments, evaluations, and make quick decisions. And after those decisions are made, we have to accelerate the deployment. Because as I mentioned earlier, the environment's going to be changing. So if you want to get a return and a value, you're going to have to get things out there quicker than what has done in the past and have the impact, you know, in terms of the impact on our patients, impact on our caregivers, impact on the models or the modes of how we deliver care and really drive toward those outcomes. You know, the one thing that I've uh, used in the past and uh, one of my previous mentors, and I've kept it, you know, for the last couple of decades is really what I call the four Fs, to be fast, to be fluid, to be focused, but also to be flexible. You're going to have to have some agility built in and be able to move you know, as the environment changes. So the things that maybe were, were done or initially decided to be done, we're going to have to shift a little bit as the environment or as our, um, uh, our industry changes and be very nimble around that, but still have the ability to execute and be quick at execution. That's a great point. And, and definitely, you know, it takes a conscious decision in order to really act in, in that way. And I know um, Legacy Healthcare hasn't always done that. So um, that's great to hear that you're really putting that into practice. Now, I can imagine that's something you would like to take into the next few years as well. Do you have any other advice for leaders to make sure that they're effective as times change and, and as the uh, healthcare landscape evolves in the next few years here? Yeah, I think it's important, um, you know, that we, that we, bring this in a very open environment that we share, not only within um, our own uh, teams, within our own health system, but within the industry. Uh, be as open as possible. Uh, also being transparent, you know, not everything is gonna be good news. So as soon as we know that there is news to be shared, 
to make sure that we do that in a way that's very thoughtful. Certainly, we hope as we continue to evolve and continue to make some of the changes that you know we briefly discussed that more and more of that will be positive as we continue to, to, to change the environment and our delivery models. Uh, and that comes with agility. So, you know, being open, being transparent, and just being, you know, just embracing change and being very agile in, in your work. To me, the way that I've seen things kind of develop over the years is people really want to be included. Uh, they want to be aware and they want to be able to um, lift and shift and be as flexible as possible in order to achieve the outcomes and desired outcomes that we expect. And with all that being in play, I really think the more that we are included, not only within our system, but outside of our system, we can really change um, the industry, change those that we care and that we're privileged to serve uh, in a very effective and efficient manner. That's fantastic. Well, Craig, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really interesting discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Laura, thank you for the opportunity. Have a great day.